Hi, I'm Justin. I'm Nick. We have our special guests. I'm Chris. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we're gonna Thank we're gonna be talking some, some wrestling, right, Chris? I hope so. We I mean, are. But uh, oh yeah, you got that background, all elite wrestling. So uh, clearly, uh, clearly a fan. Um, we talked a little bit before. You got a few years of uh, following wrestling. It sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've Just been a, a fan. Bit. I've been a fan since I was a. I mean, I, I always say five, but that, that's kind of a guess. My grandparents both were like into wrestling, and uh, like they watched it pretty regularly. So I learned how to watch it, you know, and uh, just kind of fell in love with it through them. And then, you know, like I've always been a fan through the NWA Jim Crockett years, through the WCW, through WWF, WWE, Attitude Era, all that stuff. So big fan. That's and, great. Uh, I think you're our first guest that would have watched the pay per view without us asking them to. Mm-hmm. Uh, which yeah. is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but... Though Austin does like to watch the Royal Rumble. He's two for two since I started watching. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, we didn't have to. We didn't have to twist his arm too much. No. Um, but uh, Revolution happened this uh, this past Sunday. A uh, lot, lot happening with it. Kind of. Uh, what I like. One of the many things I like about AEW is they don't have a shoehorned like pay-per-view every month or every no. three weeks or anything like they spread it out. Yeah. so that it can, Every match can mean something in some capacity. Um, when you watched, did you guys watch the, the pre-show? I, I didn't see the pre-show. I didn't get a chance to watch the pre-show. So this is one of the, one of the ones that I did watch. And uh, um, one of the storyline parts of it is uh, Britt Baker. Oh, I wish I, I wish I watched it. it. Now I'm reading it. Britt Breaker and Maki Ito versus Rio and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, and because it was supposed to be Rebel was supposed to be in the match, which is Britt Baker's oh. like lackey, right? But she, mm-hmm. yeah, she had crutches because she, she was hurt, or she had a crutch that she would forget to use correctly and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But she got a doctor's note from Britt Baker because Britt Baker's a doctor as a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And, That's um, great. But then Maki Ito came up, and I've seen some stuff of hers, but. I don't. I don't really have a lot of familiarity with her her shtick, and her essentially karaokeing her her own in, entrance theme song before she came out um, was hilarious, and the match was super awesome. Honestly, I I loved it. Um, like I didn't expect Britt Baker to win to begin with, but then Maki Ito came in and it was a, a solid match. They had fifteen minutes and. Uh, Maki Ito is uh, making a name for herself in AEW with that. Oh, wow. I need to watch it now. I'll have to go back and watch it. Yeah, I'll, sounds like a great match. And I mean, Thunder Rosa, I don't think I've seen her miss. Um, Rio, yeah, she's super great. solid. Britt Baker is one that I probably wouldn't hold in as high esteem as like Thunder Rosa or something like that. Oh, but, really? I think she, um, I, her mic stuff is fantastic. Her mic is, she's really good on the mic for sure. Right. I, Maybe I've like her, her ring work, seen, I guess, is uh, more. Ring work. Okay. Have you seen uh, her uh what is it, the waiting room? Yeah. Yeah. Like anybody that they give the ball with to do something like that, um yeah. always gonna typically be solid on the on the mic part of it. So and her her interactions like with Tony Schiavone. Um oh yeah. <laughs> she was I didn't realize he was really a barista for a little while. I, I felt really bad. I was like, ooh. And he also, I think he also did like announce work for like a AAA baseball team or something. Yeah, for the Braves. Yeah. Um, 
somehow. So yeah. he, he's had quite a journey since WCW folded. Well, he said he was burnt out on wrestling, and I'm like, okay, that's fair. That. Makes sense. Yeah. It just takes him being able to say "Sting" to come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he also seems genuinely excited to be able to call a match with Paul White. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm excited about that. So too. is uh, you were saying that you heard Chris Jericho is going to be commentating again right. soon. Is that yeah. going to be? I heard that they're going to. Ha- launch a second tnt show yeah right? they, they haven't said what he's going to announce on yet because the new one with paul white is their new youtube show right yeah uh, uh aew dark elevation that's what nice. it's called so that, nice. i'm guessing like based off the name is gonna be more geared towards non-signed talent than even dark is i gotta think so i think it's gonna be, think- yeah totally that yeah yeah which is great I like I like Dark. It's one of like I love, even though I know who's going to win every single match, <laughs> right? Because they don't play the intro music for one of them. <laughs> right, 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 right. Well, so, so the the interesting thing is is like uh, is like as everything is new, everything is old, you know. Yeah. So when you when you talk about Dark, that's what in, you know WCW or whenever it was uh, NWA on uh, TBS back in the day. It was on Saturday nights. It was like. 605 Eastern. That was the AEW dark of the time. Mm-hmm. Like that's when you would see like the, the superstar wrestler come out and they would squash like some, some <laughs> dude who was like clearly out of shape and you know, his day job as a plumber. And uh, <laughs> then they would go over, they would immediately get done with the match and they would walk over and like start talking to the, you know, the, the commentator on this, or the announcement. So have you ever seen um, the NWA now with uh, on YouTube? With uh, the one that uh, Billy Corgan owns, I've seen a little bit of it, like okay. with uh, the question mark and yeah, uh, yeah, Damian so Sandow. That's that's how the NWA was back in the day. But like you knew, like you knew, you knew Arn Anderson wasn't going to lose to John John Jones, like <laughs> from Mullet. You know, you knew that wasn't going to happen. So that's yeah. that's what. You uh, about, yeah. Similar to that, there was uh, and there's clips of it now, like Velocity, right? Where there's clips of like. Pre-fame John Cena and pre-fame or pre-WWE yeah. fame uh, Daniel Bryan and stuff like that. Oh, my favorite um, is like they show the Hardys. Have you seen the Hardys when they were like jobbers on those shows? I'm sorry, enhancement. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean that's because uh, in the Royal Rumble, uh, Austin wanted to talk about uh, Jeff Hardy because he looked him up and found out about like Willow and oh, like, great. and then going through and having to explain. Uh, their like backyard federation that they have. And the fact that Jeff Hardy, like was an enhancement talent at the age of like 15. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just kind Crazy. of digging into that. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. We did get into that. Um, but, yeah. Um, um, what? Yeah. There, I, I was just going to say, I, I love AEW. Oh. I watch WWE and I've, I, I still like some of it. Like it has its moments. Uh, like the Nia Jax, uh, my whole moment was great. Um, <laughs> um, and I like NXT for the most part. Yeah. I mean, the the Vengeance Day pay-per-view instead of Valentine's Day was pretty uh, pretty off the chain. We had a lot of fun talking about that one. Um, yeah, if you like haven't had a chance, like, Chris, I'd advise that one. Okay, I like Joey Gargano. That guy's awesome. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorites. Whenever I I watched, whenever he would wrestle Ricochet, Jesus, 
Like I, I couldn't believe WWE that was a, in a WWE. Like I didn't believe they were allowing all that crazy. Like they, no, those matches were off the charts. I gotta watch those. Like, um, I feel bad for Ricochet because I always hear how great he is, but I haven't seen him do anything. Um, watch the yeah, Joey Gargano versus Ricochet. Those matches, that's, but that's just because they don't know what to do with him right now. I guess Joey wrestling man. And they also um, guessing are having him tone down about ninety percent of what he can do. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you can do multiple flips in the air before landing on somebody, like. I mean, WWE doesn't want you having to do that 300 nights a year or whatever, I guess, but that's no, not really the that. case anymore, I, anyway. But I, I got that, but like just watching Ray Phoenix, so you're just like, yeah. Uh, that Somebody who that doesn't crazy. have the brakes being pumped all the time. Yeah. Dude, Ray Phoenix, like, so that's the thing being like a, a wrestling fan as long as I have. There's so very, in, in, in you as well, Nick, like, there's very few things you haven't seen. Right. And then when someone can come in and do something new, you're like, oh shit, what was that? And you have to like rewind it, and you're like, "Whoa, holy shit!" And Ray Phoenix is one of those people that you're like, "Holy crap!" Like when when he wrestled Kenny Omega, that was that, great. That was fantastic. I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, what 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 did that? What was that move?" <laughs> <laughs> and so I feel like that was Ricochet in, in the Jerry Gargano match. Like I would go back and watch that with anybody. Like, For I sure. think that's the one of them. I can't remember which one it was, but one of the takeovers. I like um, it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But uh, the getting into the matches here. Okay. We started with the defense of the AEW World Tag Team Championships with the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJF. Yeah, I couldn't believe so, that was the first match of the pay per view. Honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's always hard to kind of gauge with AEW for me since. I'm not as in, uh, invested as I am with like the WWE just because I have years and years of being with it. But like kind of thinking about it, like I don't know what other match would have been appropriate to like get everything started yeah. with. Um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Just how yeah. stacked this card is. And right. I know that Jericho and MGF kind of had a little bit more of a, a slowed down style compared to a lot of the other people on it. So I think that, that made sense to me, at least logically, and it, I think it started the, the tone for the show really well. Well, and then and then the crazy thing to me is like, which one of the young? But one of them has like a torn like ACL or something, right? And does. he's still doing all that crap. Yeah, he's still doing all that shit. It's like holy crap, man. I think it's uh, it's it's Matt. I think is like got a torn. He's got like torn ACL, and then the other one's like stretched or something. Wow. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, so for me, I was like, well, they're going to make the Young Bucks lose so that they can kind of get off TV for a little while. Nope. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> I kind of thought MJF and Chris Jericho were going to win too. Yeah. They did uh, some really cool, like all of those like uh, near falls, like they just got me. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> we, know, we know that you like Chris Jericho. What do you think of MJF? Love him. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's <laughs> the new... He's like the most charismatic, like heel, like uh, you know. I feel like if 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 you're gonna bring someone into AEW, you know, you show them like the high flying and all the cool stuff, but then you have to show them like MJF, and you know they're gonna be like, "Well, I hate this guy." And I'm like, "Yeah, he's good, right?" <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so good. He's like just you just want to punch his face, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's real good at making you want to punch his face, yeah. and he's he's one of those ones. 
me and me and Nick talked about this in the podcast a lot that there's a lot of heels that you that like they're not good at making you hate them. Mm-hmm. They're they're just too, they're still too likable or right. something, right, I guess. Right, right. And MJF is just like he'll tell a kid to fuck off. Oh yeah, or something, and it's just yeah. great. Flip off. <laughs> yeah. did he flip off like in the crowd negative one? Uh, i don't know Ooh. i know flipped off negative one that's he picked up negative one once yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. also to kind of sing his praise a little bit more too like he's one of those heels that like a lot of times you have like that badass heel who'll fight anybody but it's just kind of a shithead and then you have like that coward heel who yeah. tries to hook it or crook kind of win kind of stuff and he's kind of the mix of that where like he'll he'll do shady shit to like try to get out of stuff but yeah. like when it comes down to it in the match, like it's still believable that he's facing whoever and he's going to fight him compared to mm-hmm. WWE where the Miz got the championship and then immediately lost it kind of thing. Yeah. Like a transitional. Yeah. And, and like the thing with, uh, I love that they, they brought in Wardlow mm-hmm. and like Wardlow's just there and you're like, well, I love that he doesn't work for AEW. Like he <laughs> yeah. actually just works for him. Right. And, <laughs> And so then, like, you know, MJFs, you know, you might look at him and go, well, he's not the biggest dude, but then Wardlow's there. So, like, if someone's wrestling him that's a big dude, Wardlow's going to interfere, which then you're like, oh, if he didn't have Wardlow, yeah, win. And, and, you know, that's the whole thing. It's like, right. Or that diamond ring because he uses yeah. that a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is great because he won it. So, like, why wouldn't you use it? Right. Won it twice. <laughs> won it twice. Yeah. And uh, I, I think he's probably the few like at some point he's going to be the champion. And I thought I thought they were going to put it on him really quick and they didn't. And I really praised him for that. I was like, that's good because I really feel like he needs to have it and then hold it for a long time. And then like piss like just barely like he needs to Ric Flair, it like the old school Ric Flair days where he needs to barely like get his ass beat the entire match and then cheat and win at the end. And then people are just livid, you know, he's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, constantly. I feel like we have a, need a good run like that. Yeah, and no, I mean he's super, <laughs> super young too. Is the thing? Oh, right? like twenty four, twenty five, something like that, right around there. It's like crazy. The, maybe younger, maybe twenty three. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, he was born well, March fifteenth, nineteen ninety six. So his birthday is there, coming up. Isn't there someone uh, like Top Flight in AEW? One of them's like eighteen or something, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it is Top Flight, which you know. I feel like Top Flight is one of those teams where it's like they're just they look just like it some looks, of, yeah it looks a lot like some of the other ones. Like yeah. it's like eh. and I get like I get like AEW is the tag team federation like that was their goal like they were mm-hmm. like more tag team wrestling but like sometimes it's like man we need more diversity in the tag team division I need to right you need more bear countries yeah absolutely or even if you don't have bear countries like even more. Uh... Jungle Express because they're yeah. differentiated. Right? Jungle Express okay. is How great. How do you guys feel about Luchasaurus? I love Luchasaurus. I do, and I'm like, man, they need to push that guy. I'm like he gets job too much. I'm like, dude, that dude's dope. Like I ordered, pre-ordered the toy, and like I'm so excited <laughs> to get this toy, the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus toy. I'm yeah, like, I'm so excited. I I was really hoping, <laughs> kind of uh, segueing into the tag, the Casino Tag Team Royale. I was really hoping. Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express, we're gonna pull out the win. Yeah, same. What did well, you guys think about the tag team casino battle royale? It was cool. It was different, right? Because yeah. like we've seen battle royales, we've seen tag team multi people matches. 
Yeah. Uh, but the the idea of having to eliminate both members of the team, but mm-hmm. if you only eliminate one, they're still alive in it is really cool. Well, and I feel like there was a story lost in that match that like everyone's kind of like just overcast it. Like QT Marshall kind of turned heel in that match. He did. He did. And uh, I actually, there's a documentary on uh, Amazon Prime of QT Marshall. <laughs> and I watched it and it's really interesting. Like that dude is like, it's one of those like he, he's fought his whole life to be a pro wrestler and was like near the end. And his goal was like WWE and he never made it. And then I guess they pulled him into w- to AEW. And so now he's kind of made it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they kind of like teased that one when the, I don't remember the guy's name, but one of the Nightmare Family won his first match a couple of weeks ago on Dynamite, about three weeks ago on Dynamite. Lee Johnson, Lee, I think. Lee, yeah. And uh, he was like thanking everybody, but he didn't thank QT Marshall, and he was like behind him, kind of like pissed. Yeah, because I think QT is supposed to be kind of a bully, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's his... his whole career. He's been like a villain, so that's yeah. kind of weird that he was like a good guy in AEW. So let's, it's kind of interesting to see how that plays out. Because I know he just had a big match with everybody's favorite on AEW Dark, which is Fuego del Sol. Okay. Um, I don't know if either of you know who. I have not seen him. Yeah. Uh, he is. J- he's been exclusively on AEW Dark. He is Alabama's favorite luchador. Oh, uh, so he's just a white guy from Alabama who <laughs> dresses awesome. like a luchador, and he calls himself the king of the tornado, the tornado DDT, but he never lands it. Uh, but he it's finally like- he finally landed it against QT Marshall, but oh. it launched him out of the ring, and he lost the match anyway. Oh, and I like <laughs> the, the funny thing about AEW is like Peter Avalon. Oh, I love Pretty Peter. So we we had a wrestling federation here in Albuquerque called the Destiny Wrestling Organization. Mm-hmm. And he would come here and wrestle. Oh yeah! The tag team was called the PP Ray, and <laughs> they were like this '80s glam. They were a tag team. They were '80s <laughs> glam. They came out and they had like uh, tights that were like super glitter, and then they had fanny packs, and they were awesome. Like I loved. They were like my favorite tag team that would come here and wrestle. They and then like whenever I was like watching AEW, I was like that guy looks familiar and i looked him up and it was the dude that came here because he grew his hair out like it was short when he would wrestle here but nice that guy uh, fans if you, were, if you were to ask me who my favorite aew wrestler is i'd probably say peter it pretty peter <laughs> and watching him live he was so good and of course they were they were dominant when they were here and then of course like ew that like, he like loses all the time and i'm like he, oh, he had go. a really <laughs> he had my my favorite thing and maybe why i like aw dark so much is my favorite storyline was peter avalon versus brandon cutler yes it was them losing constantly yes, yes. Oh, it was so good <laughs> they, they tried, like one of them would try to win and they would just like they would like both lose like they would yeah. both lose that and then they thing. brandon cutler finally beat him in a, like the no DQ match and he beat him by dumping the dice all over the mat and like <laughs> suplexing him on it. Yeah. It was great. Oh, I like, I like I the Brandon thing where he's just like a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> like a yeah. Magic the Gathering <laughs> nerd. D&D for sure. Yeah. yeah. His, his, in, his intro is uh, made by the same people who do Critical Role which is like the most popular D&D stream oh, out man. there. Nice. And his his uh, finishing move is called the TPK, which is like whenever an entire party gets wiped in Dungeons and Dragons. 
It's like he's on the dragon mask, and it's just like, yeah, people are like, I what is him. this? And it's like, oh, it's a nerd thing. <laughs> so, I love him. He's great. Yeah, I mean, like, there were other stories that were like built into this match too, right? Like, oh yeah, because um, there was a what's his name um, that barely even made it on screen, but like helped eliminate somebody. Um, Jack Evans. Jack Evans. Yep. Yeah. Like. I have no idea, like, what that was about, like, at all. Um, but they're, like, trying to make a big deal out of it when it wasn't really even shown on camera all that much. No, I don't he, guess I He's oh. recently started working oh. for Matt Hardy. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about now. So Jack Evans is part of... Uh, um, TH2. TH2. And uh, so Matt Hardy is upset with uh, the Dark Order because... Um, he thinks that's the reason why... Page doesn't want to be friends with Paige, him. Yeah, Page didn't want to sign the contract with him to give him thirty percent of his money. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Matt Hardy has p- been paying uh, Jack Evans to take the Dark Order out one by one. And so far, he's still stuck on ten. Yeah. <laughs> that I, at first I didn't understand. I was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's right. That because it's kind of goofy, but it's kind of old school. It's like an old school story where like there's a bounty been put on people and they. Yeah. yeah, and he hands them like the. And it's only yeah. gonna get worse since. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know the idea of using money. Yeah, as he doesn't, a, oh, he doesn't a motivator. have any money anymore. Yeah, yeah but anymore. using money as a motivator like hadn't been a thing in WWE forever, right? <laughs> it, it's and a really, back for AEW. It's a really old school like thing. Yeah, the whole bounty thing. Yeah, <laughs> ten thousand yeah. dollar briefcase above the ring. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, just, <laughs> I will say. That the yeah. ring, the brass like floaty ring they had was kind of weird looking. Oh, do, so do you know the story behind that? No. So that's so AEW likes to do digs on WWE. Okay. That's a thing that Vince McMahon says. Grab the brass ring. So oh, okay. quite literally a dig. It's on a dig at them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's basically it's like the stories that were told of people yeah. saying that they wanted their shot. They'd have to go and. Grab the brass ring and prove Grab that they deserve the shot. Well, I mean, you know, when Brody Lee came in, all those like vignettes that Brody Lee did right away were him like being Vince McMahon. Like the one where like he, they were all eating and then the guy ate before him. He's like, you don't eat before me. That was yeah. like, the thing that they say Vince McMahon does. Like they were like, they like to do all these little like inside digs at WWE. That's great. Yeah, in that one, wasn't there also one where like somebody yawned and it was supposed to be like a, a dig Sneed. at like how how Vince McMahon hates sneezing? Sneezing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so the brass ring thing was like their newest, the last big, you know, or newest one, but it looked like a big <laughs> donut. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm always happy to hear that I'm going to see Ray Phoenix wrestle. Yeah. But I did want Jurassic Express to win. I, I wanted them to win too. I like the Ray Phoenix thing. Honestly, Ray Phoenix and Pac, I get ex- like that. Like I'm like, ooh, like <laughs> I, I think I I did not like Pac when he was in WWE. I was I didn't I mean I didn't dislike him. I just didn't you know he was just lost in the shuffle. Right. Like, like him, so many people are there. Oh, when he wrestles, when, like, like here's here's the thing about Pac and Ray Phoenix. When there's a match and they they come out, you know you're gonna be like. They're, they're going to put on a show and they do what they, they do. They, they, they go, man. And it's like, man. And when they became like a triple threat, like they were the, the death triangle mm-hmm. right before COVID, I was like, man, Lucha brothers with, with Pac. Ooh. 
and then all that got sidelined. Right. And I just kept sitting there going, man, I, I wish, I wonder what's going on with Pac. And then finally, when he came back, I like literally like stood up. I was like, ah, yeah. Because he does crazy shit too. Like, he, he they're, they're, just, they're just all nuts, man. Like, how are these people going to live like into their like 50? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how. I don't, I don't know how. But uh, I'm, I'm very entertained by it. Very entertained by it. Yeah. Um, um, some other stuff that I like because I kind of like, looking at numbers a little bit when it comes to like wrestling matches, like Royal Rumble and stuff. And with something oh, like sure. this, like the fact that the dark order had a fifth of the match yeah. participants, and like, like didn't they, make have it look, they have to look at them. So they did something in like, you know, like I was talking about earlier, like where you're like, we're something that I've never seen before. The what's the, um, John Silver's what's the guy's name? His tag team partner. Um, Alex, uh, Alex Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah. He pile drived a guy on Onto a, another. Yeah. <laughs> that was, it was like great. <laughs> what the fuck? He no. did that. He's. I, I think he's going to start doing that more often because he did it again already. Well, <laughs> and I was like, also, if you're the guy getting at, on the bottom, that's got to be bad. <laughs> that has yeah. to hurt some somewhat. I don't know. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I love. I got it. I just love that Dark Order is a face right now. That's it's, the weirdest. It's oddest so thing. great. <laughs> yeah. well, I'll say this too. Like Evil Uno, that guy is about the most non-traditional looking like wrestler possible. Mm-hmm. He does some stuff. You're like, whoa, what the fuck was that? Like, yeah. that was cool shit. And I was sitting there watching that casino battle, the tag team casino battle royal match. And I like he was just like throwing crazy moves out. And I was like, man, that you know, there's a reason why a guy that looks like he does. He's not like muscled. He's not traditionally like in shape. There's a mm-hmm. reason why he's in AEW and like he does so many other things. And I was like, that just crazy cool stuff. Like if you yeah. rewatch that match, watch him. It was yeah. fantastic. Another um, thing I wasn't aware I of, but I was happy to see is that uh, Brian Pillman is in a tag team called the Varsity Blondes. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, oh, you didn't. Oh, they're, they're, I think they're going to Griff Garrison and uh, Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. Yeah. And he, that's, he, go ahead. Oh yeah, like the thing that I like about it that Justin's probably not aware of unless they've mentioned it on the show is um Brian Pillman's father um was in the Hollywood Blondes with uh Steve yeah. Austin. They did um, mention they have brought that up. Yeah. Brian just kind of keeping that continuity going is, is Oh yeah. Really also cool. they also made fun of the fact that whenever they debuted they spelled varsity wrong on their pants. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'm excited that he's there, and I love that he has, he rocks the mullet. Like I'm like, yeah. dude, that's so fantastic. Like I was such a like his dad. Like the stories about his dad are just like legendary. Like he, you know, and they're like, and they they even they even like touched on it a couple times whenever they come out and wrestle. They're like, well, we knew his father, and uh, well, he was quite the loose cannon. And I'm like, <laughs> like you know, and there's stories about where backstage they didn't know if he was like sane or not, you know. And it was all an act, so he could like get out of his contract. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's how he went from w, WCW to WWE. Is yeah, he convinced them to storyline like write him out of his contract so that he yeah, he then, yeah. like switched up on him to go to WWE. Like, yeah. That's great. And then you know him and Steve Austin uh, immediately feuded when they got to he got to WWF, and that was a big feud, and it was so yeah. It was so great. This- this might be like a, a hot take. I don't know. But I think I figured out watching this why I like uh, battle royale matches and stuff like that so much. Okay. And it's because it's uh, 
they don't have to win with their finishing move. Right. Well, and like two, it's like not always the, that's a, that's a, that's a good point. And the other one too is, is like, not that I, I don't dislike this. I get that it like builds a story and like, that's the whole point of that, yeah. but it is nice whenever it's changed up. Well, like it's funny. Cause like the battle Royal thing for me is, is like, they always, they, you know, they, they, they do the countdown and the countdown excites you. Cause you don't know who's coming out. And then they let whoever come out and they let whoever come out and hit like two or three of their big, like signature moves. Like, yeah, yeah, it's good. You know? And, and you're like, Oh wow. And then, and then they get, and then all of a sudden they hit like that second move and they get, they get blasted. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're in, then they're, then they're in the mix, you know? And it doesn't matter if you're a big person or not, you're going to get taken out at some point. Yeah, I mean, even like my pick to win this match because uh, I made Justin do picks and I did picks. Oh uh, man, I wanted uh, Butcher and Blade to win. I love uh, those guys. Yeah, uh, especially because the I mix their names up all the time. But the I wanted the, the acclaimed ones, the butcher. Um, the butcher, like, mm-hmm. looks like he could be like an old timey like sailor or something like that. Yeah, they, they, did, the a, they did a they did like a super successful metal band. Yeah. <laughs> Doing it because he they loves it, right? They did a finishing move, the butcher yeah. and the blade, the other day. That was just like, man, it just like stuck with me. Like, holy crap, that was brutal looking. Mm-hmm. Where they did like the lawn dart into a running knee. Yeah, it was just like crazy looking. Well, I think the butcher's like aesthetic is from uh, that Scorsese film, the, the Gangs of New York. I, I I feel that's where he got the idea. But like for me. Like whenever I go back and I tell you, like, well, they have a lot of tag names that look alike. That's why I love the Butcher and the Blade. They have such a great looking aesthetic, and they come out and they have different looks. Mm-hmm. Like when they first came out, like you know, the 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 Blade had like the fucking leather mask with the button for an eye. And, he still does that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Or they'll come out in the all white, and I'm like, oh, that look like kind of like a Clockwork Orange style. Yeah. I mean, I want that tag team to like start becoming a force i think yeah. i love like they're one of my favorite like, like I, my favorites too i want those action figures so bad like those my favorite i think my favorite tag team is the acclaimed though but dude i was gonna get there <laughs> on, on, on uh on uh troy caster that dude yeah. is a star i don't care <laughs> when anybody says that guy like people are like oh the john cena gimmick all over again his raps are like he they're so rap, good that rap he did when he came out for this was fucking brutal he, he does one every match and every yes. one of them has been great yes brutal <laughs> i was looking at his tights during the uh the, the face of the revolution thing or whatever mm-hmm. and his tights are awesome like he has like the the pant style tights right the sound and, bar level yes thing? yeah the left weird. side was like uh music notes and he- that look kind of like headphones or something and then the right side was like the equalizer. Yeah, I was like, that's so. Cool. I mean, I was like, kind of marking out. I was like, I, I like him. <laughs> I want them to do more like single. Like, I don't, you know, I like that they're a tag team, but I think that dude's going to be a star for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's fantastic. One thing that I'm super thrilled is happening more and more. It looks like is the idea of actual tournaments. Yeah, um, because. Like the best of seven series is a, that two wrestlers will have. Like that doesn't happen very often. Um, right. Or 
tournaments outside of maybe King of the Ring or like the Dusty Classic doesn't really happen in WWE. But hopefully it's something that's continued on with uh, AEW because they did this uh, World Championship Eliminator Tournament. tournament. Um, mm-hmm. oh, even the great. idea of splitting it between Japan and the US like, and keeping them separate yeah. is super cool. So I, I, I didn't get to watch a lot of the J- Japanese stuff because I, I watched I some highlights. Yeah. I watched some highlights too. And um, I liked, I like, I think I liked the Rio Mizunami versus uh, Nyla Rose match more than I liked this one. Yeah. That was but kind of a female equivalent of a Haas match, in my opinion, which is fucking great. Um, I just, what was the, what's the Japanese? I can't, I can't say her name. Uh, Rio Mizunami, I think. Is that the one who, who, so she's the, so that, okay. I couldn't root for her because she was wearing toe shoes. I can't, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I just couldn't uh, do it, man. I was like, I was like, is she wearing toe shoes? I'm done. <laughs> I was like, I was like, kick her ass, you bass. <laughs> um, and I had no idea until I watched this match that, like, that whole thing where she had like humiliated Cheetah in her debut or something, yeah. and did like that hundred years you'll never beat me thing. I had, I didn't know any of that. So well, that was I mean, I, I like interesting Cheetah. Time. I yeah, no, Cheetah's great. Yeah, and I've watched a little bit of like Joshi Pro, which is like the big Japanese women's wrestling. Yeah, and that shit is more brutal than most men's matches. Like yeah. what I've seen, like they don't give a fuck about literally kicking people's faces in and stuff, and it's brutal. Well, that, that's that strong style. Where they yeah. just, like every when they talk to wrestlers like from the United States, they say, "What's the difference between here and Japan?" They're like, "Well, in Japan, you learn immediately that like." They, like they kick you, <laughs> they really kick you. <laughs> You're like, oh man, like you know. Whenever uh, what's his face first came over here, uh, talk, uh, Shinsuke, Shinsuke. Before, people were like, oh my god, like it looks real. I'm like, yeah, because he's really because like he broke he broke Samoa Joe's jaw, like kneeing him in the face, like you know, yeah, they do. I think Shinsuke Nakamura might have my favorite opening. Oh yeah, the violins and all the. I'm just like vibing with it, super hard. It gets, like, it gets stuck in my head all the time. Yeah, I like that stuff too. <laughs> That's weird uh, hand signals that he does that <laughs> makes sense for him. But uh, like, if anybody else did it, it would absolutely yeah. be weird. It's um, dude and wrestling. I mean, they do some crazy shit over there, man. But um, like, this and then, match was good though. I I I like Sheeta. I expected. I think me, you said we had uh, gave our picks. Me and you both thought Sheeta was going to. Yeah. retain which she did i didn't i didn't think that because like they did this whole tournament thing and i was like well why did they do that whole tournament thing for her to just like win you know i don't know yeah that was the thought I think, that i had and i think really what it was is to kind of accentuate the the opening the of the forbidden gate or whatever yeah um and she's still a japanese wrestler at the same time like i wouldn't necessarily assume that like Tay Conti or Nyla Rose was going to win the tournament kind of thing. Like, I don't think I ever expected something like that to happen, but um, keeping it on Sheeta, I think made sense to me. Yeah. Um, especially watching the match and kind of seeing them do their thing. And um, I don't think there was a minute in that match that I was like, okay, this is kind of dragging on getting boring kind no, of thing. Which... No, 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 no. There was some cool stuff. And I was like, whoa, like they were doing some really cool shit. And then, and then, you know, the ending happened and then like they kind of ca- all came out and had the big, you know, like dust up at the end. Mm-hmm. Where and everybody ran away, where, where like four women ran away from Thunder Rosa. Yeah. 
I really like Thunder Rosa. The blue aesthetic in the outfits also. I like Thunder Rosa, though. Oh, I love Thunder Rosa. She has a banging theme song, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Totally, totally, I agree. Um, uh, the next match was probably, if I had to pick one that was my least favorite match of the card, was probably this one. What was the match? Miro Kip Sabian oh. versus Chuck yeah. Taylor Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I didn't get that. Like, I okay. So, like, I felt like, the, first of all, it was probably like, I agree with you, but with the but it was the match that had the most buildup. They've been building this match up for months. Yeah. Right, and I think part of it is Trent being injured. I think probably impacted yeah. this capacity. So, um, my, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. But yeah, and I mean, it it really felt like rather than a, a lot of these other matches felt like the ending of storylines. This seemed to be something to continue a storyline to me. Well, my yeah. question is this: so, like you know, so the, what happened was is they squash uh, Chucky Taylor and Orange Cassidy before the match. They get in the match and they kind of dominate, and then like kind of Chuck Taylor and um, um, Orange Cassidy kind of kind of do some stuff, but then Miro throws uh, uh, what's this uh, Orange Cassidy into um, Penelope Ford. Yeah. So do you think they're like I heard because like before I saw the pay per view I heard about that. Do you think that that could be a thing where they like? I feel like they they're slowly building up Miro to where he's just going to be like the dominant dude. Yeah, I think he's going to break away from Kip and Penelope right. at some point soon. And I and feel I like that this is kind of leading into that. Yeah. So I something I I don't have a lot of insight to. Like I I remember with the actual wedding and uh, Charles Taylor having to be like the butler type thing and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what was up with Miro, like constantly saying, like you could be out of this, you could have just said the word and yeah. it would be done, kind of thing. Like what? Oh, he was butler again. He was basically just like, "Come be my butler, and I won't beat the crap out of you." Yeah. <laughs> well, cool I will say, I'll say this about Miro: they had what I really loved about him that AEW has done is they had that I can't remember what match it was. But it was kind of like a little Royal Rumble kind of thing or a Battle Royal thing. And Miro went off and was fucking people up left and right. Oh, so I don't know. Can I cuss on this? I don't yeah. Know. No, you're good. You're good. Was, do you remember that? Like he was messing people up left oh, and right. I think that was the one that uh, um, they did to have a shot at, I think, the TNT title. That yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were that, like, oh, my God. Cool. And I was like, and I was like, this is great. Yeah, this is and he was like they were just showing like what a monster he was, and I think that they're just like like AEW is like just so into like slow build storyline that that was just a taste. This was a little bit of a taste, and then at some point he's just going to become a monster. I don't know. He's got the perfect move for it too. His um, camel clutch that he does. Oh, and, um, and they kind of did that. Did you see that? Like they showed it. Like they showed a highlight of it. Mm-hmm. Like he he had it like way down, and then he just like blasted Chuck Taylor with it. And then yeah, it, like game over. I believe it's called. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. I I I'm agree with you. That was probably my least favorite match, but I feel like it's just a taste. 
to keep going. For, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where that I think I think that just points to what Nick was saying that like the rest of these felt like culminations yeah. of storylines. And this one was kind of just like still kind um, of floundering. But I, I feel like the one sad thing was is it just didn't do much for Orn Cassidy or or Chuck Taylor. It was no. But you know, that's the ebbs and flows. Like they've had some some really highs when they won the the um street fight against uh Santana Ortiz. So yeah. they're kind of, you know I feel like uh, Orange Cassidy's kinda especially after the Mimosa Mayhem match that yeah. like he could literally do anything and he could lose for six months straight and not be hurt by that as, <laughs> as a character, you know, like yeah. um so like <laughs> as as much as I'd like to see more with the best friends, right? Um, yeah, you got it. Because yeah. I myself in in real life before the before everything changed, I, I was quite a hugger, and them hugging as the best friends always gets a little pop for me. Yeah. yeah. Well, like when they first came out, I was like, first of all, their tag the tag team is called the best friends. Like that's a shit. What the who that came up with that? <laughs> and I was like, that's so shit. And then they did the hug, and I was like, eh. And then now I'm like, now when they come out, I'm all, I'm all, these guys are awesome, man. They're watching, they're going to hug. And everybody's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. I don't know. Like, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. They got me. I think it's the same thing with uh, Dark Order. Like, yeah. Dark Order was kind of seen as a joke whenever AEW was starting. Yeah. And now everybody freaking loves them. Oh, totally. But rightfully so, man. Like, John Silver is a treasure. <laughs> Hingy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a little, like, interesting little built guy. Yeah. He looks, looks like he looks like Popeye. A yeah. Little bit. He's and he's got like, the arms of somebody that's like a foot and a half taller than him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just smiles the whole time. He's like, eh, eh, you know, just <laughs> fun stuff. Like you're like, you know, that tag team's fun too. Yeah. I think that's it's something that like, you know they're like underrated for AEW is that it's legitimately like fun. Pretty yeah. much all the time. Yeah. Uh, there's sometimes sometimes they're serious, right? And that's entertaining. But the yeah. stuff that's not necessarily like the the big deal kind of stuff, like it's still fun. Like oh, this, and, the big money match is a perfect example, I think, of that. Oh yeah. Because this was so much fun. Like the whole match was fun. Did you? Uh, yeah, I liked it. I just man, Matt Hardy moves so weird to me. Yeah. He has like I don't I he's remember very I, stiff. Like there's something wrong with him. I can't remember what I read that like he moves like that. Like he has a weird just walk that's from bow legged. He's been bow legged yeah. for years. Like, that's what it is. But it's like it's like accentuated by all the injuries and so mm-hmm. like kind of yeah. But it was I mean he tells a story. I always get a little nervous every time I see Matt Hardy wrestle. Yeah, <laughs> but I think that that's part of his thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they did the whole thing where um, the two that you know uh, the, what's them called um, private party, which I love. I love mm-hmm. private party. They came out and they tried to like interfere, and the Dark Order came out to save Adam Page. Page yeah, and, uh, and they outnumbered like four to one kind of thing at one point, right? Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and then he fell off the mat, you know, the, the mat, and they caught him. And, um, and he was able to do the buckshot lariat off that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I I like Adam Page because he seems like I don't know if maybe he's made one move his entire gimmick. Like he just does. He just does clotheslines. 
Yeah. And that's ba- I mean, you know, I know he does other stuff. He does. But like, he does. Clothesline. Yeah. He does so many clotheslines. <laughs> yeah. He's the he's the Stan Hansen. Like they said it in the match. They're like they were like you know clotheslines that make Stan Hansen proud. Which you know, if you don't know who Stan Hansen, is, you got to go back and re- you know that was mm-hmm. a big, big Japanese. You know. Yeah, those clotheslines a lot of times are also called lariats, and well, I can't tell you the difference between two of the two. There isn't, but um. Yeah. It's, it's real popular with cowboy type characters yeah. on it. It's a trope that they have. Yeah, um, he's the, he's the sad millennium uh, millennial cowboy, right? <laughs> Which is he doesn't, have, he doesn't have to be sad anymore. He's got friends. Yeah. He's in but a he cult. Likes to, he likes he to, doesn't have to, <laughs> he likes to drink beer and fucking throw clotheslines, man. It's fucking cold cabana coming out with two beers for him. Oh, and <laughs> somebody said, they said it. They, one of the commentators said they have their own beer, and I was like, yes. Oh. Do they really? Someone's brewed a beer for them. That's kind of cool. That might have been. I, I don't know if that would, if that's true or not. But yeah. I wouldn't be surprised because that's they do like cool. the bubbly with Jericho yeah. and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, which is super popular. Hard to get. So yeah, very fun though. Um, uh, I, I just love this idea where like, oh, the winner gets everybody <laughs> their entire first quarter earnings. <laughs> oh yeah, and then. And then, like, if you, I don't know if you followed up with that, but like, Matt Hardy posted on Instagram. He's like, "Anybody got forty two hundred dollars?" And I was like, forty two hundred dollars." <laughs> so even further than that, there's uh, somebody bought a cameo for Matt Hardy to congratulate uh, Adam Page. Oh, <laughs> are you serious? That's, yeah. That's and great. he's got to do it for the money, right? So the whole time he's like, "You did a really good job," and. I <laughs> uh, donated all of that money to charity. It was almost a million dollars. It's nine hundred seventeen thousand dollars that he just donated to charity. It could have been used for other stuff, but um, his character work for that is <laughs> stellar. And well, if you watch, uh, do you guys ever watch the BTE behind the? Oh, I do. Yeah, yeah. Like those. Like I can't imagine. Like like you know, uh, Paul White was like, yeah, the locker room is so amazing, and I'm like, yeah. Watch BTE, dude. They do crazy shit on there. Mm-hmm. Like they do food eating competitions and like they have weird little like games that they play in the back. Skits and the shit, yeah. Yeah, well, like have you seen like the little one where they they do the the kids like uh, golf game? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, the being the elite championship. Yeah, yes, those, those yes. are always great. And so, yeah, you can just tell these people have a lot of fun. Though right now, I guess it's the Sammy Guevara Blog Championship. Oh, I haven't seen it. I haven't watched it in a while. Because but... <laughs> he won it from John Silver and he ah. changed the title name and took where it over was, his blog. That was, uh, to talk about that with the pay-per-view, where was Sammy? Well, he quit. Uh, where is he? <laughs> I don't where know. Is Wasn't that your theory, though, Justin? Is that you wanted... Uh... Or I haven't it, watched. It? I haven't watched his blog. I just hear about it because I watch Being the Elite. Oh, I used to watch it a lot, but yeah, he was maybe it was something I read, or but I thought like you had told me that. No, I think it was something I read that somebody thought that Sammy was going to come in and make uh, Chris Jericho and MJF lose, or something oh, like that. Oh, so that like, could have been interesting. Well, uh, they, armchair booking kind of stuff. Well, we're 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 missing over the one thing where they did talk to like the the inner circle at one point, and they're supposed to talk tonight. Where you know, some point. They're supposed to have a war council, mm-hmm. and uh, and I I like it's weird. Like they were like, we're going to talk about some reorganization in the inner circle, and then it seemed like to me MJF was like, we are Chris, and I I honestly think that like I, I may be predicting, I don't know, but like that 
they're going to MJF's going to try to kick Jericho out and become the leader. I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm sure that that's coming. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm interested to watch tonight. So yeah, I'm interested to see uh, Jack Swagger not do a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the crazy thing to me. He's like, you have him and you have Wardlow, and they barely ever get in the ring. Mm-hmm. And when they wrestled each other, it was gold. Like it was fantastic. Like that was the best big man on big man fight I'd seen in a while. Yeah, these Usually, are some like, of my favorite matches. I love, I love me some Haas matches. But um, sometimes like they can be terrible. Oh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, like there's no reason that there had to been twenty or thirty Undertaker Kane matches like, no. over the years, right? Like no. one, one or two would have been cool. I'll um, tell you this though. Kane is the nicest wrestler I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> really? Yes. Uh, yes. I uh, did a panel two years ago, and it was Kane, Goldust, and Lita. And Goldust was really cool, really nice guy. Um, down for whatever. Told I had him tell a Dusty Rhodes story that he'd never told before on the panel. Um, Kane was one of the coolest, nicest human beings I've ever talked to. And Lita, I am never going to care about anything she ever does for the rest of her life because she was awful. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, prepubescent me sad by that. I know. <laughs> I was very sad about it as well. Um, and uh, Kane, uh, when I was back in the green room, he came and found me and thanked me profusely. And uh, I told him it was an honor, and he was like, "Stop!" He's like, "You're great, thank you very." Much. And he was like, over the top, like ridiculously nice. He's and, putting me over. Yeah, I'm six foot two, and he made me look like a little kid. <laughs> Fucking hands were huge, man. He was mad, like he was a big dude. That's I was great. like, but uh, yeah, he he like I was kind of like disturbed by the whole like thing because of how like rude Lita was. And mm-hmm. he like, kind of fixed it. Like I think he he was like he saw that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I imagine if uh, you're in a business that Kane's a part of, and he tells you you need to cut your shit, you probably cut your shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, and like he was like having a great time. He didn't want to stop talking, and she cut him off. <laughs> oh wow. She didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I'll I'll you know I'll have to tell you guys that personal because she she was really rough in the back. Yeah. She was mean. That's unfortunate. Diva, yeah. Lived she, up to the, the title. She was like, was I want a chair for my dog. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Which brings me to another thing, like Christian Cage. You, oh, yeah. I got to talk to him last year. I asked you if you wanted to be on this, and you were like, yeah. And then you sent me a picture of you with Christian. I was like, yeah. well, you got us beat. Like, yeah. <laughs> so. I got to talk to you. I got to talk about this a little bit. If you guys will. Let oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So, like, I, I show up last year to to the Comic-Con, and, and I saw that he was there, and I was like, oh, awesome. I loved Edge and Christian. I thought they were, they were one of my favorite tag teams. They made me laugh. I thought they were fun. You know, <clears throat> I think they were, like, when them and the Hardy Boys were, like, at the same time, they were that was like one of the, one of the best times in wrestling. And um, I was kind of sad. I was like, I don't think they're going to have a panel. He's the only wrestler here for Comic-Con. And then like Saturday night, I'm at the bar 
And my friend Saleh sees me and he's like, hey, I've been trying to run into you. He's like, I want you to run the Christian Cage panel tomorrow at Comic-Con. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, of course I will. And uh, I was like, sweet. So then I, I got really partied. I partied the whole night. <laughs> yeah, I was super hungover. And uh, I'm in the like green room and he comes in and he's like, well, you're, what's you're up? hosting a panel. So you had to yeah. be hungover. Totally. I think that's the rule. Right? <laughs> but he comes in and I mean, you know, I was like, hey, man, nice to meet you. Big fan. Da, da, da. And then I just kind of sit down and I just kind of like sl- slouch forward. <laughs> like, you know, as you do when you're just kind of like hung over and you're about to go on. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, he's like, um, so is this your first panel? And I was like, no, I did this last year. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's all, so what are you, you going to ask? And I was like, I don't know. We're, I figured we'd just talk about you the whole time. And he's like, cool. All right. And I could tell you, like, he seemed nervous. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, is there anything you want me to talk about specifically? And he's like, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. And so we got out there. And, like, he said he was never going to wrestle again, which kind of shocked. You know, I was like, oh, okay. And uh, I was like, you're not going to come out at, like, Royal Rumble or anything? He's like, no. This was uh, not not last Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah, it was last January. That's right. It was a, it was a year ago from January. And I was so this like. this is the one that Edge re-debuted, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I was like, are you, you know, you sure you're not going to come back? And he was like, no. And uh, he seemed, like, real upset about it. Like, I could tell he didn't. He wasn't happy that he wasn't going to come back. But. um he, he, you know, I don't know. So when everybody's like, I can't believe he left WWE to come to AEW. Like I totally can. Cause like when we got done with the interview, like we walked off stage and we, we, we kept talking and he was like, thank you for not like talking about, like asking about edge. And I was like, Oh yeah, of course not. This was about you. I, why would I talk about edge? You know? And he was like, and I could tell that like that's people like you know, he's kind of lived in that shadow a little bit, mm-hmm. and he's like, like people are always like, oh, where's Edge? Blah blah blah. What's Edge doing? And like I didn't do that. And he was like, thank you for not talking about Edge. And so like I could see why he would want to go to AEW where it's not with Edge, right? You know? right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I read up on his journey and like coming back also. Yeah. And like he did his thing, right, where he did come back for the Royal Rumble and stuff like that. And he basically what got him back into it, right, was they were going to do that whole redip into the Legend Killer thing with Randy Orton where yeah. he had an unsanctioned match where he didn't get bumps or anything like that. Right. And he independently went and got approved because he had concussion issues. Um, and he's like, hey, I'm good to go. And they got same him doctor. in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, same doctor. Um, and, uh, but then afterwards is like, the way that they've been handling wrestlers from 10, 15 years ago um, is the prevailing theory as to why he didn't want to do that. But yeah. with you talking about that, that makes a whole lot of sense because I've, uh, I've told Justin about the idea of uh, the Marty Jannetty of a tag team. <laughs> um, um, and Christian's been super successful on his own, like outside of the WWE, um, especially with his work and impact and everything. But right. between the two of them, like, one of them has a, a career that stands out a little bit more and right. having to deal with that, especially like 
I presume since they've worked together for 20, 30 years at this point, like they grew up great friends. Yeah. Um, so that a hundred percent makes sense to me. Like, well, and he, you know, and like I watched the thing with him and Renee, um, uh, young today. Uh, have you seen that? Like the, he did an interview with her and, uh, you know, he was like, he was, he didn't tell anyone that he went to that doctor except for edge. Edge is the only wrestler that knew about that. And then he went and got in shape in secret as well. Cause I think he was like, he, he honestly, he wasn't a very competent guy. Like when I, when I met him, like mm-hmm. I was like, wow, like I really, you know, cause like in, in, you know, in WWE, you're like, dude, this guy's fucking arrogant as shit. Fuck, you know, what an asshole. And like when you meet him in person, he's, he's not like that at all. And I think he was just like scared and like that he was like, I don't know if I could do this again. And then, you know, he's gotten shape and then the Royal Rumble gave him that like confidence. I said this uh, on our podcast. He looked better than Edge did. Fuck yeah. He He looked like he never missed a beat. Yeah. I was like, dude, you know, like I was like, hell yeah. And when I when I interviewed him, he was like, I'll never wrestle again. I'm never gonna wrestle again. I was and and it wasn't like he like I could tell he it wasn't that he was like, I'm never gonna wrestle again because I don't want to. He was like, I'm never gonna wrestle again because that's what they told me. Like I could tell that he was like upset about answering it that way. It was Mm. But yeah, he was one. Of, I was really excited because I told him, I was like, man, I was like, you guys were like the funniest shit. And I, I even asked, in that panel, I asked him about, I don't know if you, if, you know, how, how far back you guys go. But they, do you remember those sunglasses that he would wear that went over the top of his head? Yeah. So, uh, Justin, I, I think that was either when you were originally in with it or it might have been after. Mm-hmm. But he had a set of sunglasses where it goes over your ears. They the legs on them went over your forehead, like to the back of your head. And it was like <laughs> the most goofy looking thing ever. Like I asked him where he got those and it's, it's an awesome story. <laughs> so I asked him on the panel. I was like, where did you get those? I was like, those are amazing. Like you wore those on the show and it was like, it was like perfect. So one night after one of the, the tapings, they were at a, a truck stop eating and these, these like kids came in and one of the kids was wearing those and they like saw him and edge and they were like, Oh my God, it's you guys. And they came over to their table and he was like, wow, those sunglasses are amazing. And the guy goes, I'll give them to you, but on one condition. And he's like, what? And he goes, you have to wear them on TV. And he's like, absolutely. And that's, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I was like, that's fantastic. I was like, I was like that. Cause I, when I, I remember when he wore those on TV and I was like, what in the shit is that ridiculous? <laughs> and he wore it like with a, like a, a sock hat and it like crushed it all stupid. And it was <laughs> like how they would just, they would just make me laugh. And I loved them. I'm, I'm excited. He's there. Yeah. No, I, I hope they, I know cool. that they, they did like a, a remix of his impact theme, which is really dope. Uh, but I hope that they steal a little bit from the WWE because the pyro that he used to have with the, the sparkles just like raining down like a waterfall is oh, probably yeah. one of the cool entrances that I loved it. Can remember, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, after that, that was because that was right before the the match, right? That was right before the um, the ladder match, Case of the Revolution. Oh. Yeah, that that was a fantastic. Like at first, I didn't want to like. I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know how this is gonna go. And they they got me on that one, right? Because I mean, there's the ladder mat. Yeah, I mean, there were the people in it. Like there were the one that won Scorpio Sky. I didn't think he was gonna win. I called it. 
I call it. Justin called it. Because, um, like, whenever Cody Rhodes in, is in a match, right, like, you kind of just assume that he's going to win since, even though that's not really the case, like, he, he helps run the company, right? I think he's oh, he still went over. I mean, he still went over. Right. Yeah. Shit. And, and there's, there's Penta. I don't think I've ever seen Penta in a match where I'm like, oh, he's not going to win this. Oh, Jesus. Um, that that uh, um, fucking Canadian destroyer to on the on the ladder on the ladder yeah that was i was like what the fuck and then i mean lance archer is fucking lance archer right like i figured monster like the, probably the he seemed like the odd person in that match but yeah like, um I'm the reason i called scorpio sky is because he just like recently came back from an injury and they launched his podcast and, and he had he did some commentating recently too with yeah the, and he was kind of edgy and then he's not with SCU anymore, right? I think he is. I don't think he is. His tights were different. Might be, yeah. And they were in the tag team battle royal. They they're also doing right. that angle where when they yeah. lose a match, they're done, right? Yeah. Right. I think he is. is. I think he's healing. Like he's gonna heal. He's gonna heal turn. Yeah. yeah. He I wanted to. I wanted to see him heal turn and join up with. Uh. uh Oh man, what was the guy that with Tully Blanchard that he feuded with? Oh, Sean Spears. Sean Spears. Oh, that's a new Four Horsemen, man. We'll see. Yeah. Four Horsemen. They already got like six or seven people with. <laughs> well, no, it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, FTR and uh, Sean Spears, and then they have to get a fourth one. Oh, I was hoping it was gonna. I, I was hoping they were gonna try to like morph Scorpio's guy. I mean, yeah, because I mean, you know, going back to Dynamite, I mean, they did that on Dynamite, and you know, James J. Dillon coming out as with uh, Tully Blanchard, that was like flashbacks of NWA, like mm-hmm. you know, Four Horsemen. Yeah. Arn, Arn yeah. Anderson also making that appearance too. Coming out and did the four, yeah. yeah. He, I, he, you know, he applied for the trademark, right? Arn Anderson, did. he applied mm-hmm. for the trademark for the Four Horsemen. Wow. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, he should. He what do you guys? Because uh, like Max Castro, we talked about, right? Like I, I don't think oh, any of us yeah. thought going in he was gonna walk I, out of it. With I the didn't think he was no, no. But I, I don't think he's gonna win. But I'm glad. Like it's it's an odd thing that they automatically like took him off, like and made him a, like put him in that as a single. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, him and Penta. Like I was kind of shocked that like. Penta was also in that match. That's a, that's you know because like I thought Penta was hurt. Um, I think this was kind of like a re, like him coming back, right? Him. Like, but he didn't come back with like his brother and the loot. Like, yeah, you know, as the lucha. There brother. was a tag team, like there was a a big tag team opportunity, and they were both there, and they didn't right. do it together. So, but that match, <laughs> I think he's. I mean, I think they're like testing it a little bit, but I think yeah, he did some good shit. Like that match was. At first, like when it first, like I first heard about it in the brass ring thing, I was like, "Yeah," and then, and then I like halfway through, I was like, "Damn, this is fucking crazy." I didn't really know who Ethan Page is. I didn't either. Yeah, and I don't really feel like I know anything more about him. Yeah. From he, he's all ego. All yeah. ego. Remember that? I do. Uh, yeah, but I, I think he was on Impact. I felt like he was just there. He was. A, yeah, he was on Impact. He's a he's a two time Impact champion. Tag team champion? Yeah. Don't know. Don't I, know. I mean, I get it because they're trying to do the whole cross-promotional thing with Impact and New Japan. No, I think he signed. I think he's AEW. They he's signed. the AEW now? Yeah. Yeah, they signed him. Right. But, uh, but that whole, that water is getting real murky day by day too, which is, I think, actually kind of cool personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
yeah, I, I don't know a lot about him, but he, yeah. I remember him doing some cool stuff in the match and like filling parts really well. Yeah. Especially when he was getting the shit beat out of him. Oh, like um, him and Cody Rhodes did a thing where like they kind of like teamed up on somebody. And then Cody was like, awesome. And he went to shake his hand and he's like, oh, cool. And then punched him in the face. I think it was, it had to have been Lance Archer. No, it was uh, Ethan, that Ethan Page dude. No, I'm saying who they teamed oh, up Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. But like, yeah, they, they did a thing where, yeah, you're right. Where like he did a couple of things where you're like, oh, okay. And then he like, and then Cody Rhodes was like, awesome. We did a great thing. And he's like, yeah, we did. And he's fucking punched him. <laughs> I was like, uh, Jake oh. Roberts getting the match to throw a couple of punches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jake Roberts. That, that's, that's one that makes me a lot more uncomfortable than, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that Matt made Hardy. me uncomfortable too. That, I was yeah. like, no, then Sting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and then there's the uh well we saw scorpio sky wins that so that means we're gonna get to see him face darby allen tonight and yeah. that's probably when he's gonna turn full heel i think i think so too do you think it's gonna be full heel on darby allen or is like sting gonna be there and scorpio sky does some some shit and maybe he hooks mm. up with team taz Ooh, i don't know Ooh. i like team taz you know who I want? I want to see. Have either of you seen legit Layla Hirsch? No, she's on Dark, but I'm not. I, I can't remember who's been on Dark and who's like who on Dark has been on. Maybe you made uh, me watch like more Dark. I I watched some on that. Yeah. Okay. Oh yes, I do. Oh yeah, she's like the little like. Uh, she, I would love her to see join Taz. She's like tiny. Taz. She's like tiny but badass. Yeah, she's yeah. God, I, I want to say she's not even. Is she five foot tall? She's she's tiny, but like yeah. awesome. She's yeah, I agree. Like team she Taz, does, I she feel like suplexes does, like does need a woman. Yeah, that would be a good one. Agreed. Um, but yeah, that was. I mean, Darby Allen is kind of on the tongue right here. That next match was the the pre-recorded street fight yeah. in a random warehouse, which Their cinematic match. Yeah, I'm a fan Maybe. of the cinematic matches. Oh, I love the cinematic story? matches. Did you hear the story behind it? Mm-mm. Darby Allen has been writing that match for over a year. They said, "Wow, yeah." I like of all the cinematic matches, it's so far my favorite one. You know, I don't know if that says a lot. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of them, but I liked it. I love when that. So, like, they were in the ring, and then that camera like shot across to Cage. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I was like, oh, "That's cool, Cage and Darby." Like, I don't I think. Go ahead. I think why this one worked so well for me is it wasn't like a cartoony cinematic match. Like it wasn't the deletion matches. It wasn't the Undertaker Boneyard match. match. It was a match in a warehouse kind of thing. Like it's kind of up there with like the uh, best friends and uh, proud and powerful street fight kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. This felt more like a, and I I, I think it's appropriate because it was, you know, I had Sting and Darby Allen that it was very, it was much more artistic. Yeah feel to there was it. a couple moments i was like mother like when he threw him through that they 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 like threw him through that window <laughs> yeah i was like oh god i mean yeah that's too most of that glass is fake hopefully of course yeah yeah and we i, I we, we all sh- i hope didn't think it was going to be a it wasn't a surprise that the rest of team taz showed up for that oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I it was pretty that powerhouse hobbs comes in with an orange balaclava like <laughs> One, nobody's gonna know who that is, and two, right. like, why wear that bright orange mask? But uh, <laughs> crack me up during it. Which, 
what tripped me out is like you know you know you always saw sting with the bat and like but he would like do the two-handed like hit you with the bat Mm -hmm. he was doing full swings and he broke the bat over some little hops yeah i'm sure it was a you know not uh, the bats he no it was cage yeah yeah but like still pretty awesome i mean you know of course uh, it wasn't yeah and then more like paranormal or not really paranormal but the bending belief where he like for whatever reason, threw the bat through the window into the upper level yeah. for Darby Allen to yeah. pack down to him. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's like the suspension of disbelief stuff that I'm happy to do because yeah. it's entertaining, you know? Well, and then uh, the whole, like, fucking Darby Allen, I mean, he still jumped off that fucking second story. I don't know. I don't uh, know. Below him? I don't well, know. Yeah, that, that ending where he took out Cage. Oh, my God. Whew. Yeah. Like Darby Allen does. That's the thing with Darby Allen. Like that dude's career is not going to be long. There's no. <laughs> he's got a he's got a real Mick Foley vibe in the way that he's using his body. Yeah. Uh, for me, which as a fan, like to be entertained, I love. But as a person, like wanting to see him do more outside of his twenties, like it's rough to watch. You know. Well, and then and then he like just films shit, and you're like, like if you follow him on Instagram, you're like, what in the fuck are you doing, man? Like he's crazy, like uh, like uh, like he his Instagram he does stuff too like like just they fucking light cars on fire and you know yeah yeah. Soon do some skateboarding shit where I'm like you could absolutely not be able to wrestle if this goes wrong like oh yeah yep um, yep I got um, love that whenever he was like he was like at the intro Sting was driving that little shit pickup and and he's like <laughs> grabbing hold of the tailgate like just riding behind it pretty good. Uh, and uh, what I like about this too, like Team Taz has a lot of meat on it, right? Like you got yeah. Powerhouse Hobbs, you got Brian Cage, Ricky Starks is not a small person. Like, yeah. oh, I, I think is Taz's son, right? And that's yeah, that is Taz's son. He's the um, smallest one, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but like how you were cool. saying, yeah, how you were saying, Chris, that Max Caster is definitely gonna be a star. I agree. I think, um. Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is going to be a star. Oh yeah, another one of those people that called out um, um, Cody Rhodes on Twitter, and they went, "All right, come in." And I think that's crazy that that happened. But I mean, that's a little bit more indicative of the the idea behind the brass ring, right? Is like that's people that are not involved with the organization shooting their shot, and the organization being like, "All right, let's see what happens," and then then it rolls blows up. Like everybody loves Ricky Starks. Yes, he didn't get a like he didn't get a contract until after the match. I was like, that's badass. Because I was like, how in, how is no one looking at this guy? <laughs> Fantastic! Like he's like like you know, he's a great wrestler. He's great on the microphone. Mm-hmm. He does commentary quite quite often what? on what? AW Dark. They call it AW Stark. Oh yeah, he's on commentary. <laughs> And he's got a look that's not like super crazy, like wild, like dated or anything like that. But like he stands out compared to yeah the thirty other wrestlers that are slightly bigger than normal guys that are athletic. You know, and and he has a punchable face. He does have a punchable face. Punchable face is is great in a wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. you're like I hate this guy. I hope somebody beats him. That's that's what you want. You know, yeah. that's what you want. Yeah. Like this guy and, looks like uh, my girlfriend. I, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my one of my favorite AEW talents uh, is Marco Stunt because oh, 
he's there to get thrown around in ways that you didn't think is possible. And right. I'm here for it. And he, I will, you know, and he, yeah. I will say I liked that Lance Archer kind of went back to his intro where he just beats up someone as he's coming in because <laughs> he punched the dude in the audience. <laughs> I, I love that there's someone in the audience that that's their job. You're going <laughs> to Lance Archer. He's going to come out and punch you right in the face. You're not going to be destroying your life. <laughs> Do you need an extra burger from the concession stands? Because uh, I've got a deal for you, Mike. Yeah, we have a free meal. You just take a punch to the face, all right? <laughs> I mean, I would probably do it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but I've, uh, my face has never been my moneymaker, so it's probably not a <laughs> you punch, deal. You know? You're like, he knocked out my tooth, but he, can he use my blood to sign my shirt? <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean... Oh, Top right. to bottom, even with like the random, like, what was it, like 12 people in cheap sting masks and hoodies, like, yeah, coming they out. Yeah, kind of disappeared. I thought that was cool, though. And then, like, and then, like, uh, Brian Cage was just fucking him up right and left. He was like yeah. throwing him, powerbomb one of the dudes right into the corner, which I never have figured out how they make that not hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to powerbomb you right into a corner, yeah. like, an edge. Like, ow. Yeah. It's definitely it's cool. There's a little something. bit of cloth over the wood, so there's a little like, tiny bit of cloth. Okay. Like when they picked up the scoop shovel and they hit a guy across the back, I get how that like probably stings, but like doesn't hurt as much as you think it probably does, but looks right. bad. But like power bombing someone right on the edge of the ring, I'm like, ow. <laughs> Ooh. Someone, Being a, a normal person, not a wrestler, like yeah. the idea of just getting power bombed right. <laughs> right. Like, not the wind out of him, you know, and adding to that, like, is that's some dude that nobody knows who it is. Because you guys don't think a, you could eat a power bomb? No, oh. I'm well, sure I could eat a power bomb, but I definitely would not be feeling good for weeks afterwards. I'll be honest with you, I'm an I'm a new homeowner, and I bought a ladder and I climb up on the roof and stuff. Watching them climb that ladder for the brass one, I'm like, that's probably scary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, like, I had to. In some of my previous jobs, I worked retail, and I had to climb like those A-frame ladders. Yeah, and I've never been on one that felt stable on any type no. of ground. No, and uh, then they're in a ring where it's like jiggling. You're like, mm, no thanks. <laughs> you guys can get paid the the money that you feel is appropriate to do that. I guess because <laughs> that's, that's not for me. Yeah, no thanks. Speaking of other stuff, it's not for me. <laughs> Uh, exploding barbed wire death match was the the finale of the show. Oh well, man! I mean, what did you guys think of this match? I was so excited for this match. Yeah. What did you think? It was, it was you're, you're, the, you're the one who's never seen one. I've never seen anything like this, so I had no idea what right. what to expect going in, and I intentionally didn't look up old ones because oh. I wanted to come on with a fresh view. Wow! So, uh, I I thought it was good. Obviously, the ending didn't go the way they wanted it to. Yeah, but the rest of it I thought was pretty fucking cool. Ridiculous! Like it was ridiculous. Like, like they they like they told a story. Someone, someone he he didn't win after he hit the one winged angel. That should be like one of the biggest headlines ever, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, um, what's his name? Moxley kicked the rope and made it explode. So, so he didn't he, technically kick out of it. I guess it's no, still protected. But like I thought what was really a great moment was when like uh 
they went into the ropes and Omega was like water and he like poured water in his eyes. He was like, ah, you know, like just to be like, sell it more. Mm -hmm. And, um, I would like, we were talking before the show and Nick's Nick's absolutely right. Like everyone I've ever seen that, so this all comes from like frontier martial arts wrestling, FMW, the Yokohama death match, the king of the death match tournament, like the world famous, like, uh, Terry Funk versus, uh, Cactus Jack match, you know, and it's an organization from like the 80s and 90s, right? That, like, yeah, you lie, like, they legitimately at one point had an exploding anus match. Yeah, um, oh uh, a legendary wrestler by the name of Hayabusa has passed away, like, yes, uh, you know Hayabusa, yes, <laughs> and uh, like the, the premise of that match was that you would put a firecracker essentially or dynamite or whatever they were calling it. Um, and light it in your opponent's pants, and that's how you win. Like yeah. that's how far out there that FMW was getting with oh, stuff. Oh yeah, um, wild time. He was like beloved, like big time. Well, like in those matches, like Terry Funk versus uh, Cactus Jack. I was reading. Uh, I read uh, uh, Mick Foley's book, and uh, like in one of those matches, they fell on one of the explosives, the quote unquote explosives, and it blew up. And it like burned his like side and his arm, right? Mm-hmm. And he won the match, and he like flew home, and his and his wife and uh, 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 in laws picked him up. And the whole time they're like, "Do you guys smell anything burning? What's burning?" And finally, like he he was like, "It's me." <laughs> like I, I burned <laughs> both side. And so I mean, <laughs> they definitely have their danger to him, you know, and. Uh, and this one, I mean, the barbed wire, I mean, for sure. Oh, that, man. It, it could have just been the barbed wire. Yeah, the crimson mask. Yeah. Almost uh, immediately. Like, I didn't say it before, but, like, I honestly, even with the ending how it is, like, I completely enjoyed this match 100%. Oh, 100%. Especially because they built into it, right, where they had to leave one side not barbed wire, not explosive for right. safety reasons, right? Yeah. Um, they also so they can get in and out of the ring to begin yeah. with. Yeah, and then <laughs> they even built it up that Kenny Omega was the one responsible for building the apparatus, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's even something that they could potentially be like, yeah, we weren't gonna build that, and then if Kenny Omega lost, get exploded at thirty minutes, like that's not yeah. gonna happen. Or I guess blown up would be better than exploded. But yeah, <laughs> they kind of they're, they're kind of playing it off that like Kenny Omega built it, and that's why it didn't. It was a dud. That's what um, that's what Tony Khan said in an interview. I already saw, and I was so, like, "Oh, that's the." Ooh. He called him a tough sob, but not good at building exploding, exploding <laughs> matches. Um, but, I mean, even with the Good Brothers coming out with the exploding yeah. bat, it was probably the coolest looking part oh, of the match. Right? That was pretty cool. Yeah, um, and I'm glad it wasn't like because they use the bat afterwards. Like I, I thought it would be funny if like it started doing like progressively like smaller and smaller explosions <laughs> but i'm also kind of glad that i didn't do that but um even the the outside the ring with the the mortar right, and the, the barbed wire boards and breaking one uh, yeah i mean there were so many things that could have went wrong <laughs> worse than that i mean like just bad bad like there wasn't even in an explosion but whenever john maxley did the paradigm shift like onto that right Thing. I guess there was a there was then. but like that was but a like, crazy move. Yeah, Where, and then yeah. the multiple times he was wrapping barbed wire around himself like a throwback. Himself the, on purpose. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
like, um, and then the kick out using the ropes exploding like because that is one thing right the one eight winged angel they built it up like it's never been kicked out of uh, according to the commentators well and then he um, did one winged angel onto a chair that's what's crazy to me that's what's crazy to me is like we watched an exploding barbed wire death match and that was like oh, oh like that was even like the thing that I was like yeah, he just got beat up with exploding barbed wire, but did you just see that? <laughs> yeah, that was tough. That was tough to I was like, oh, oh that's like how do you make that not hurt? Like point to your power hurt. bomb thing. Like maybe like I would poke at like obviously like the, the ending of it wasn't what was expected, right? And I can yeah. kind of roll with however they decide to explain that or whatever, even if they ignore it. But um the handcuffs they used for John Moxley seemed pretty ridiculous to me. Didn't they? Break like a, they had a chain that was probably like three feet long. Yeah, and he basically had his arms pinned behind him, like handcuffed. But like you'd see, like the slack on the chain, where like you would easily, yeah. Um, and it like maybe it's kind of because handcuffs have been used a little bit more recently. Um, but like just handcuffing him to himself, not like to the ropes or something like right. that, like. Um, Seemed weird to me, but yeah, um, not sure. I say I agree with you. But like, he was beat um, up. He was beat up enough anyway. He probably didn't need the handcuffs. Exactly. Oh, it seemed kind of gratuitous at that point. Kind of um, pretty but, much. I'll drive him through an open chair. <laughs> yeah. And um, the ending that I, the part that I really liked on it was Eddie Kingston coming out, right? Because he came out with, uh, I don't even know what he's calling his group at this point, but uh, the blade came out. Right. It's just his family. Uh, Eddie, just the, his family. Yeah, Eddie Kingston's family. It's his family. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, his family, and then he starts beating the shit out of the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega to get into the ring to try to help him. Yeah. And it legitimately seemed like he had enough time to maybe roll him out or something like that. But but he just didn't. <laughs> yeah, but the idea of Moxley was so beat up or something. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Know. But I mean, the idea of, of sacrificing your body yeah. for somebody that. Yeah. Is either your friend or somebody that you've grown to respect because of the matches you've had or something like I get that, and that's a cool, yeah, character development for Eddie because I mean he's not been a good guy at any point, right? Um, he's not been a no, but they have, case. but they have talked about how he is friends with Moxley constantly. Yeah, or that they, they so, were, they were, they were friends. That they were friends. Yeah, yeah. So I think that potentially angling Kingston towards uh, Omega and the Good Brothers um, is on the horizon and I'm here for it because here for it too. Um, Eddie Kingston's not a not a bodybuilder by any means, but uh, anything that he's doing in the ring is believable. And mm-hmm. against somebody like Kenny Omega where he's one of the best wrestlers ever at this point, right? And <laughs> Him and Jericho's got it right, and like if I was a wrestler and I needed a finishing move, just a spinning back fist. Yeah, that just let's do that. <laughs> spinning back fist. That doesn't get you on gifts, though. If I were to be a finishing move person, I would try to do as many flips as possible. Okay, <laughs> but I can only the do against somebody that weighs 120 pounds. The one wing game looks pretty dope, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and that's one that I mean, he's not going to necessarily be able to do that to somebody like. Paul White, right? Like, hey, well, didn't he do that against hey, someone Lance really Archer. big? Lance, Lance Archer, Archer. They did, with the Good Brothers' help, but yeah, yeah, he had hey. help. No, he's not going to do it against Paul White, but no, probably not. That's what the V trigger is for. 
<laughs> V-Trigger is also super dope. Like, yeah, it's totally even, even with other people doing similar stuff to it, like, well, there's the V-Trigger and there's the BTE trigger. So, I always love all that stuff. Man, now, now I'm excited to watch tonight, man. I've got it recorded. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, great. I, like, from here, right? Like, I would presume, right, that Moxley's probably going to be out of action for a while because of his kid. That's what I've right. heard. He's off TV. Yeah, that's what they're yeah. on TV. And um, they, I'm not a super follower of Impact, but they announced that they're going to unify two Impact titles. And, and the winner of that unification is going to face uh, Kenny Omega on uh, pay-per-view for Impact. Correct. Correct. Uh, um, so um, kind of goes into his whole Thanos of wrestling kind of thing with being a title collector, kind of yeah. putting that through it too. Because he's got the AAA and he's got the uh, um, AEW. So if he gets that, he'll have three, yeah. And then down the road. I guess I never watched it. Did did Moxley lose to Kenta? Uh, no. So he still has that? He still has that title in Japan. Kenta lost. Um, and then that also means if they continue on that road, right? If he gets that impact title, uh-huh. then... Um, the, the unified champion in NJPW is um, what's his name uh, from the Golden Lovers. Oh yeah, his old tag team partner, Abushi. Uh, uh, Abushi. Um, yeah, you're right. That's right. Um, oh shit, I didn't think of that. Fuck. So the so in, in JPW, you you probably be able to speak to this a little bit better than me. But um, Kenny Omega was in that before AEW was a thing. Um, oh so, yeah. Oh, go ahead. And uh, he had a tag team with um, Kota Ibushi, mm-hmm. and their tag team was the Golden Lovers, and they were always teasing like uh, a relationship kind of thing on it, which mm-hmm. for me, like as a fan, right? And in the US, I don't think that that would be as big a deal, but I think that it's a bigger deal in Japan Yeah, on it. Um, but they're both ridiculous. Like, there's clips of Ibushi, like, lighting fireworks off of his mouth and, and DDT wrestling and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So uh, they he's were, super talented. They were really a, a super popular tag team. And then uh, Kenny Omega, bro- they broke up and Kenny Omega joined the bullet club and became the cleaner. And uh, so then as the cleaner, like, you know, he, he, that was when I, when he first came in, I think, um, Oh, what's his name? Finn Balor was the leader. And then AJ Styles became the leader. And then Kenny Omega knocked out Styles to, so Styles could go to WWE. And Kenny Omega became the leader. And that's, and that's when, when they like brought in the Young Bucks and stuff, right? The Young Bucks and the in the Good Brothers, and they were then they 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 became a faction within the Bullet Club called the Elite. And then, like the the Bullet Club turned on Kenny Omega, and he went back to the Golden Lovers for a little bit, I believe. I may be wrong on that, but yeah. So, but yeah, that's a good point. I didn't. Wow, a good good call. So, so a ton that's possible, which yeah. is refreshing, right? Because yeah. these multiple different options are not necessarily something you'd be seeing in the WWE. No, 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 never. No, never. Which it's great, like to see all these different, like cool little, like out of nowhere things. It's just watching, fun watching I mean, Kenta wrestle in AEW was awesome too, because he was like. He brought that like Japanese style and he did a couple things. I was like, wow. Like, I was like, that, I was like, you don't see that. Like, when Moxley was on the table and he like ran and jumped and like double kicked down on him, like, and then flew mm-hmm. off. 
I was like, shit, yeah, that was cool. I don't know. Um, yeah, I think that the because this is their revolution, right? Like they they don't really have like certain events that have certain significance as of yet, right? I think maybe uh, because the, Double or Nothing is their like original show that they kind of hold that in some higher esteem and all in. I think is their like big show on it. Right. Um, I think but, I haven't figured that out yet. Like I haven't figured out which one is the. I think it because like Double or Nothing was the first pay per view that AEW had, and you know because they had the paper they had a pay per view before AEW that started all of this. Right, was the All In? It, was that um, All In? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yes, All In. Because like that was the one where like people are like, oh, an independent can never sell out Madison Square Garden or whatever, and they were like, oh, really? <laughs> they went All In. Yeah, we're All In. Yeah, that's right. So I guess that probably is. Um, but like this one being revolution, right? For like, cause I, I try to kind of think of like what the event means, right? Like oh, true. Um, there weren't any title changes. No. Um, there wasn't anything like new story wise started except for like Christian getting signed and the like, continuation of, of QT Marshall splitting from the young, the yeah. natural nightmares. Right. So I, I think that this this revolution kind of thing is kind of the wrapping up of a lot of stuff as they kind of move to other things. Because true, um, I don't know if it's going to be true going forward as like a company narrative or anything like that. But like the WWE has their road to WrestleMania that technically starts at Royal Rumble, right? Yeah. Um, and then everything is geared towards WrestleMania, and then it cools down, and then it, it rides back up. I think that I this one for me, it's like the tying up of the knots um, okay. before they kind of go off to new ones because. Like an exploding barbed wire death match is a pretty good send off for a feud. Oh yeah, uh, like that's the end of that feud. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is the end of that feud for, for sure. So I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if that means that a majority of storylines are going to be taking new directions and stuff like that. Because I think the the team Taz thing has some stuff that it still has to keep doing. The QT mm-hmm. Marshall has to get kicked off. Uh, Inner Circle is starting their their reorganization kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think that this is kind of like they're they're starting of their new season, more or less, for lack of a better term. So, uh, you think Scorpio Sky? Just just before we end this, you think Scorpio Sky is going to beat Darby Allen tonight? Yes. You do. Um, I don't know if he's going to beat Darby Allen. Um, it, it would make sense, especially storyline wise, with the street fight. Yeah. But I think that your your guys' theories of him going heel. Mm-hmm. Is good. No, I'm going to call my shot, and I'm perfectly fine with being wrong. That I think he gets hooked up with Team Taz. Okay, I'll, I'll, I think that's a good one. I think the reason why I think he'll win is they kept alluding, they kept foreshadowing to that during the street fight. They're like, uh, you know, uh, here's a gift for uh, Scorpio Sky. You know, they kept they kept alluding to that mm-hmm. that Darby was going to be all fucked up, and it's a good way for Darby to lose. Like, oh, he's all fucked up from the pay per view, right? And I, I also think that if it ends with Scorpio Sky cheating to win, yeah. that'll be just the like the final nail in the coffin. Correct. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I agree. That's how I would think. But I wouldn't be mad if Darby Allen wins. No, of course not. Of course not. But I mean he at this point, you know, like they always talk about like the title as a uh, prop. Like some wrestlers need the prop, some wrestlers don't. I don't think Darby Allen needs it. I don't think so either. And I think that they could use it to build an interesting storyline with Scorpio Sky. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, his whole thing is putting his body on the line. And I mean, he gets beat up really well, right? But it's believable for him to potentially come back. Sure. Um, looking at it right here, my best guess is that the next pay-per-view is uh, double or nothing in May. Yep. Um, so that's, what, two and a half or one and a half months or something like that of buildup they have for it, which um, there's tons that they can they can go on it, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, I agree. So, um, I mean, with that, um, we, I don't think we, we really did this before. Um, on it in terms because we we've compared WWE pay per views to previous pay per views, um, but um, <laughs> I, that seems a little disingenuous to try to do like an AEW one since we haven't done one of those and comparing AEW to WWE like it's fun to do but like in terms of enjoyment for the show right as a gauge like AEW uh, is so much better AEW is so much better so for this this show just on its own merits from top to bottom like. What rating would you put it on your personal rating scale, whatever you want to use? If you, well, what's the rate? Uh, I'd say an A minus. I mean, if they would have hit the, if they would have hit the explosion at the end, I would have gave it a plus. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I think that the explosion, the explosion at the end was probably the biggest deal for sure. Absolutely, well, got people talking. At least the three of us. Um, what's your <laughs> What's your rating on it? Um, I would say. That this is definitely an A, uh, and I would say the only the the only the only pay per view I've watched from WWE uh, that comes close to this as far as fun wise has been from NXT. Right, NXT yeah. they do crazy stuff, man. Mm-hmm. They're hungry, man. And uh, my my rating on it, I think I I put it right at that A mark also because, um, like a. For me, I think the hardest thing for me in watching wrestling these days is uh, attention span uh, on it, especially like with matches that are boring or something like that. Yeah. And uh, um, didn't have that issue with this yeah. in any of the matches. I'm I'm not as invested in the storylines as you guys are, and yeah. even then, like I was super entertained from top to bottom. There was many uh, times in the in the final match, I was like, "This is stupid," but I just was like, mm-hmm. "Eyes are wide open." And I was like, "What's going to happen next, though?" Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> stupid. What's going to happen next, though? <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for, for giving us some of your time to, yeah, to talk shop on this, Chris. Total blast, man. I'll do it anytime, man. If you guys want me back, you know? Oh, we'll definitely have you back. For hours. <laughs> so, yeah. big fan. We'd love, love to have your expertise because I don't know shit about wrestling. Thank, thank you guys for having me on. <laughs> Total fun time. So, well, um, I mean, with that, uh, I've been Nick. Um, I'm Justin. Thank you, Chris. (laughs) Um, And I guess we'll just say ding, ding, ding.